Hey, everybody. Woo! It could be Thursday. It could be Thursday. Might We're, be. uh, we've replaced all of our circuitry. <laughs> with Folgers with, crystals. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've, we've not only replaced all of our recording outfit gear. Outfit? Our outfit. Yeah, did we get new tattoos? No, we've, uh, we have record, we've replaced all of our yep. vocal cords with circuitry. Grizzly circuitry designed by H.R. Giger. Oh, I, th- I thought it was Grizzly Adams. Do you think H.P. Mm. Lovecraft and H.R. Giger could design the grizzliest circuitry? H.P.R. Yeah. Apparently we have nice vocals. Oh, do Yay. we? That, yeah, that's that would what, be... That's what happens. Woo. That would be ideal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot of time yelling at these machines today. Um, sometimes to test the volume, and sometimes true. because we were frustrated. Hey, what does it sound like when we yell? Into these machines. Yes. We don't know, buddy. So, uh, what have you guys been up to in the last week? Uh, I played a little bit of uh, a retro game challenge on the DS. What is that? It is a collection of retro-style games, like games that could have existed in 1985. Okay. And you're, you're given a series of challenges like get to level four in this game without losing any lives or you know kill two guys with the same jump or and things like that okay and then and each of these games has their like they went the full-on retro sort of thing because you can you can pull up the manual for for these games and they they have all the the style of the old nintendo game manuals and the games all have uh, so they found a terrible artist to yeah, draw to yeah, draw some basically, liner. yeah and and uh, they all have like cheat codes and and secrets that you find out what they are by as you as you complete various challenges you unlock game magazines in the style of old school nintendo power That's and can look up like the really tips and tricks meta. section That's yeah weird. it's extremely meta it's pretty cool are the, are the games themselves fun yeah they're okay there's like a pretty good galaga clone and there's a there's a sort of platformer crossed with the old kung fu game it's i haven't gotten very, i haven't seen them all yet i haven't gotten very far i hear there's like a there's a dragon warrior one clone it sounds like a little less frenetic like mario party type thing where it's like not one new game every 10 seconds it's one you're new thinking game of every... wario not part not mario party mm. am i i don't well mario party well, has a bunch um, of yeah. like mario party has like two minute mini games Right, WarioWare has like five second mini games. Okay, but these no, sound like yeah, ten no, these are these are complete games, games that you could actually they're play through games. the whole thing. So these yeah. are to Mario Party what Mario Party is to WarioWare. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> did you uh, did you buy this game or did you use some sort of pirate circuitry? No, I, I did. I did in fact buy this. This is uh, this one and uh, Soul Bubbles. Uh, I bought recently because they were the last two games on my list that I needed to buy legitimate copies of mm. in order to have legitimate copies of all the games that I played not so legitimately and felt were worth having huh. real copies of. Huh. I'm going to have to pick that up because that sounds fun. And I that haven't played anything on my good. DS in a while. Yeah. I was, uh, I got surprisingly, uh, surprisingly hooked on Dragon Warrior Star Sentinel Sky 9. Hmm. That was a good one. Ice was that, Nine. Was that an actual title of a game? No. Dragon Warrior Nine. Dragon Quest Nine Sentinels of the Starry Skies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> you were some sort of angel. And there was a train. And a fairy. Oh, not another train. 
It wasn't like it just sat there the whole time. It okay. was a, it was an engine that okay. was crashed. A crashed engine, yeah. like a airplane. It was only. a sky train. A sky train. Yeah, but not like sky train at the San Francisco airport. Right. There's probably sky trains in other airports. Could be. Yeah. Here I was talking about how Sky Harbor is a great name for an airport. Yeah, it is. Mm. You believe that Sky Harbor is a great name for an airport? I, I do believe that. It is like a harbor for the sky. Yeah. No. Well, there's like an actual like I don't know if legal is the right word, but there's like an actual like cities are defined as like harbor cities depending on whether or not they have like international ports or port cities, I guess. Right. And so landlocked states. Wait, so what makes something a city instead of a harb? I don't know. That's a good question. Um but I think naming something Sky Harbor is like is like sort of implying that it's a port. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is the port of Phoenix. It is <clears throat> airport. It is airport. Do you like the name airport? Because it implies the same thing as Sky Harbor. Sky Harbor is really just sort of like it's that school of parody where you just look up every word. Do you find it weird that that airport was uh, like pro not pro co opted by Apple as their like no wireless thing? No, because I don't use that crap, so I don't care. Do you feel weird about that? I don't know. I've been I've been handed a, a note from <laughs> this our just in. news correspondent um, that Flughafen in German, as, as the German airport means, Sky Harbor. Oh, oh yeah. Huh. Uh, I know that they also refer to planes as Flugzeugs, which means mm-hmm. flying fly thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Feuerzeug is a lighter, a fire thing. This uh, this list also had something about. Um, Invisible action figures. What? I don't know. How would you? Is that an inaction figure? I don't understand. I guess what this that's is. just a statue. I don't understand what these other notes are on this this post-it. It makes me worried that these are somehow spoilers or something. Oh no, no. These are. This was people who sent us gifts. Oh. In the past, okay. that I thanked oh, okay. on the radio. Yeah. Invisible action figures. Yeah, it was a bubble wrapped. Uh, sword and martini guy there was just a sword and a martini and no guy oh right 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 <laughs> um, so it was an accessory pack not an invisible action figure it was just a requires action figure in order to play I see action figure does not exist that makes so much more sense I was worried that those were some some sort of unimplemented things <laughs> have uh, have you been playing any video games um uh, not really I've been playing a lot of our game that is not yet finished or released. Yep, yep. Um, Same here. It is. It is a fun game. Yeah, I really like it. It's it. There's a lot of polish that needs to be done, but mm-hmm. like, it's almost completely playable from beginning to end at this point. And there's mm-hmm. like art for almost everything. We've, the core play is very satisfying. Yeah, too. it really is. It's. I'm super excited about it. I've been I've been working long hours the past couple of weeks trying to get this thing hammered into shape. Cool. As have pretty much everybody else that's been working on the game. It's been except for me. You've you've put hours into it. You've I mean, you've also been working on KOL. So. That's true. I put I put at least two hours into it. Yes. Every week. That is true. That's my commitment's done. <laughs> that's why I'm. You're also you're also funding it, so that's you know. <laughs> oh yeah. That's like all your other hours. I'm the angel investor. <clears throat> um. So yeah, uh, I played some World of Warcraft. 
yes yeah. mm-hmm. um you're playing a healer yeah i've been trying to yeah. i've been trying to level a healer to see what that's all about so you get into the dungeon finder more quickly oh instantly yeah. it is amazing <laughs> i uh did you ever play a druid no i thought you had a druid nope i don't have a druid i had a druid <clears throat> you're thinking of riff Excuse riff me. had a druid oh yeah i mainly played dps though i was a cat druid cool. i don't like melee stuff it's different yeah I liked I liked having a druid because you could theoretically be healer or tank or DPS, mm-hmm. right? Like, I liked having a shaman because you can be healer or melee DPS or range DPS. Yeah. Uh, but I always just played. You could also be ranged. You could be you could be ranged or melee DPS as a druid too. Oh right. It's just because there's that weird moon candle owl bear. Yeah. yeah, that's they were there weren't a lot of those. But they, they did decent DPS if they were handled well. It's interesting to see the back and forth. So, you know, there was there's a class that is just a tank. There's a class that's basically just a healer. There's a class that's, you know, there are several classes that are just DPS. But then there's these hybrid classes, which were theoretically meant to be more versatile, but sort of crappier at mm-hmm. each individual role. But then they kind of ended up being better, and then they got worse, and then they'd get better, and then they'd get worse. I mean, it seems like yeah. they kept they kept yeah. balancing them in and out of this weird, and and it got me thinking about like, I mean, I I like the idea of like, like you know, a druid tank being really good at DPSing or at being a tank for like a bunch of targets, but not so good for like individual targets, sure, right, or something like that. Like you know, have like specialized tanking roles except everybody's playing the same content right so the more that you specialize roles the more you're just deciding all right so for each of these people one part of the game is going to be less fun Hmm. well or you just need to design encounters such that there is a mixture of kinds of things going on well so that everybody half the time is having to do something that they're bad at well they're not they're not optimized for or something or but like you you have groups of players, and so you have multiple options of how you handle things. You it's know? Th- like I feel like there are interesting philosophical questions associated with balancing an MMO in general, yeah, a yeah. game that people are going to be playing for for multiple years. Thinking about like, well, okay, so you want people like people like crafting. That's part. That's part of an MMO, right? You got to have crafting because there's people that like crafting. Girls, for instance. Like crafting, you gotta have healing because there's people who like healing. Girls, for instance, <laughs> but people like crafting, like girls and bloggers. Can you make girl cra- bloggers double craft skill? healing? You could. You could make some craft double you girls. You could craft some mac and cheese. In a, in a game where <laughs> cooking was a craft, you could craft some mac and cheese. You could make a craft a uh, beer. Craft dinner. You could make as an artisan. You could make an artisanal cheese. Or a cave cheese? Artisanal is a word that doesn't mean anything. We ate some cave cheese. Wait, it's not. It doesn't mean anything. I don't think so. I don't think it's in the dictionary. People just say it. It just means made by an artisan. Right. Art cheese. Isn't that? <laughs> um, isn't that a tautology? Because isn't an artisan someone who makes something? Yeah. I think it is. So you have crafting. Yeah. You also have tough monsters that you want to have like cool swords that they drop but you also want you know a guy to be able to make a cool sword but you also want like there to be you know a guy who sells swords in the game and if you get a whole bunch of gold you can get a cool sword not always it seems weird to me to watch between like everquest and world of warcraft and then 
the the difference, like the sort of difference in philosophy that they applied, and the things that have remained the same over time. Right, World of Warcraft way way easier than EverQuest right out of the gate. World of Warcraft now way way easier than it was five years ago. But there are certain things where it's like there are still in every city people selling just bullshit equipment that's super expensive that no one in their right mind would ever buy for anything. Why are those things there? Maybe it's just so that there will be a guy there to sell some shit. They don't want him to actually sell anything relevant Hmm. that you could just farm up currency for. Well, and also, I feel like they need need a lot of vendors for you to sell your... Well, that's what bear I'm saying. corpses I mean, is it, too. So is it just is it just verisimilitude? Like here's some overpriced crap yeah. for verisimilitude. Like, I, I mean, I could imagine a situation where all you like all of your stuff is stolen <laughs> or something, right? In an MMO where you'd want to like, I need, I need a weapon. There there are occasional times in the early levels when like a, a vendor who sells like a non-enchanted weapon is actually it's like a DPS upgrade or something. Yeah, but I feel like I mean that's all done with by the time you're at like level five or eight. And those those levels go by so fast now that yeah. there's there's very little point to those things existing. What what the point that I was going to make though was so you have to kind of decide. All right, so let's say that there are five different sort of gameplay vectors that you can use to get a sword, right? You can craft a sword, you can find a sword really rarely out in the world, you can get a sword from a really difficult uh, end game boss encounter, you can uh, get a sword for killing a lot of people in PvP, yeah. and you Random can, world drop. And you can, that was number one. Oh, so let's say there's four different ways that you can get swords in the game. What about combining a bunch of other swords? Where do you put the best gear? I think you vary it up over time. That's, I think, I think that is the, uh, that's, that is exactly the point that I was trying to make. Yeah. I think, I think the right approach to that is sometimes... You make it so. All right, we're gonna we're gonna bolster crafting. You, so then you add a bunch of crafting recipes that are like better than anything that you get anywhere else in the world, and then you give people a chance to get pissed off about that, and then <laughs> or you fix it. You do you do something like the best sword for fighting a single opponent is from you and your single a, opponent versus multiple opponents thing. I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, maybe the best sword for healing is from. PvP. Swords aren't for healing. Plowshares are for healing. No. Well, plowshares are for making grain, which you then make into poultices. No. Yeah. I think you make poultices out of chickens. Yeah, I think you make poultry out of grain and then poultices out of chickens. You feed the the grain to them. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really, what you're making is human flesh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Swords are for rending human flesh. Plowshares are for creating human flesh. What about the lie for rendering human flesh? That actually comes uh, from... uh, from cows. Oh. Cows are big liars. I see. Cows are just larger chickens. Really. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, cows are just bigger chickens. Yeah. That don't lay eggs. Has no one Well, they lay eggs, but the eggs are like little cows. Has no one found the cow level <laughs> and in liquid World of eggs. Warcraft yet? I don't think anybody has. And what? Liquid eggs. Yeah. Liquid uh gross. Have you ever seen a calf? It's not liquid. No, I was calves and liquid eggs. Oh. So milk. Milk. Okay. Huh. It's weird how you combine eggs, liquid eggs, and ground eggs to make a cake. <laughs> yeah. Because grain is sort of like the eggs of the earth. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Eggs, bug eggs. Bug eggs are kind of like the eggs of the earth. 
<coughs> spores are like the Locks. eggs of fungus. Is that what are that, like pebbles? Is that what that sta- statement there that uh, those are the eggs of the titans <laughs> go- going to the eggs of the earth? I've I've gone to the eggs of the earth to yeah. bring you this gift. Yeah. In fact, when when in an old uh, play you see exeunt, that means go to the earth. Oh, cool. <sighs> Egg puns. We're uh, mm-hmm. this is a real Sunday comics kind of show. Yep. There was a video game that I played as a, say, twenty-three-year-old man, egg in the I, as a young as a young fry of treachery. Uh, there was it was a shooting game that I'm pretty sure was called Egg Venture, uh, and there were just all of these mini games that involved you shooting uh, either eggs or shooting things that were trying to hit eggs. Okay, you know, like there would be a man with a hammer chasing an egg and you'd have to shoot the hammer out of the man's hand so that he didn't smash your egg (laughs) but would you good game would you shoot the hammer with an egg no you were shooting it with a gun okay the gun didn't shoot eggs unless you shot at an egg (laughs) how do you kill a man with a marshmallow find a man with a marshmallow and shoot him right yeah um yeah egg venture Anybody who remembers that game probably remembers it fondly. Although, the guys that I went to the arcade with just made fun of me for playing Egg Venture all the time. Oh, it was an arcade cabinet? It was an arcade cabinet, yeah. Instead of playing playing more Top Skater. That was was why we went to the arcade, was to play Top Skater. It It was one of the first, like... It wasn't one of the first. It was. It had a skate. It was the first game I saw with a skateboard controller that you stood on. Oh, and it had okay. like rails on the sides, and you'd sort of swing it back and forth and kick the front and kick the back to jump and do tricks and shit. Huh. I, w- I was looking today into the, what it would cost to rent a video game cabinet, and it is expensive. It's like the cheapest one I found was like two hundred dollars for a single day, like between nine and five. Of renting Millipede. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Millipede. Better games cost more, and having them like overnight or you know past 5 p.m. or whatever it cost, cost much well they have a curfew they turn into shitty games if you feed them after 5 p.m. <laughs> I see if you feed them quarters after 5 p.m. they turn into Mr. Do's Wild Ride <laughs> that, that wasn't that, actually that, that bad of a game <laughs> oh, I, um, you pulling out all these arcade game titles that I'm not at all familiar with they, they had, I know Mr. Do but I didn't know there was a Mr. Do's Wild Ride was like a sequel to Mr. Do it was, it was kind of a maze game except you were running along uh, like a like a, a kind of a two dimensional representation of a roller coaster collecting something that I don't remember what it was but you had to dodge roller coaster cars or maybe you got into a roller coaster car I don't know, man. It doesn't sound very related to the original Mr. Do. They had formula. it at the skating rink. What was Mr. Do like? It was like Dig Dug. Okay. There wow. was a Boulder Dash. It was a game that was like sort of like Dig Dug. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. It was... Yeah. It was reminiscent. I remember... I think of Boulder Dash as being like sort of more... Not exactly turn-based, but it was a lot more sort of quantum than... Dig Dug. Quantum? Yeah, there were individual tiles that you would enter, right? Like in Dig Dug, I feel like you were digging out a couple okay. pixels at a time, and yeah. you could you could there partially... There was still a grid, though. There was, kind, there was a grid that some stuff obeyed, but you didn't have to. Rocks obeyed a grid, right? right? Rocks yeah. obeyed a grid, but you could... I mean, in the same way that like the scenery in The Legend of Zelda obeys a grid, but you are not... You don't 
if you hit right, you don't move one grid space. You move like a couple pixels, right? Sure. Dig Dug was like that, where I don't think of Boulder Dash as being like that, but I might have only played shitty PC ports of Boulder Dash. It's, yeah, me too. yeah, I associate Boulder Dash as being a PC game. Hmm. Makes it was it related to Load Runner? That's what it know. makes me think of. I don't think I don't, they were the same remember. people. Load Runner well, was no, broader. I've probably told this uh, story on the on the radio before, but uh, speaking of Boulder Dash, uh, I once went over to these uh, hippie girls' room to uh, to play board games, and uh, they you could this check out board games from the front. This was in college. Okay, you could check out board games from the front desk, and so they would check out. They checked out Boulder Dash, uh, but it was missing the die, which okay. was like a twenty sided die with a bunch of letters on it that you would roll to determine what you know letter you were using and they knew that it was missing the die and they played it anyway and the way that they picked a random letter was to just have someone say the alphabet in their head and then somebody else would tell them when to stop and I got really angry at the obvious flaws in the distribution (laughs) that was going to occur in that and I'm like this is terrible I'm going to go I'm just going to use your computer can I use your computer you yes. wrote a program. I was gonna. I just went and wrote a program to pick random letters, and I, you know, they came in and they were like, "Wow, you know how to write a program to do a thing like that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't." And then another friend of mine came in and did dragged, that. Did that totally get you some tail? And it did. It did eventually. Huh. Um, another friend of mine came in, pulling this super nerdy guy that he was friends with. He was like, "Neil, look." He is high as shit and writing a computer program that works. It is not that big of a deal, Neil. It is not that big of a deal. I was high as shit. He was like proving some sort of point. He was proving a point, yeah. He was using me as an, as, as an example of a guy who, who had just smoked some weed and was still able to write a computer program. I see. Yeah. It's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, remember Balderdash requiring a... Die. Yeah, I'm thinking of scatter categories. categories. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes much more. So sense. that has nothing to do. That has even less to do with what we were talking about than I thought. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a game. There's some words involved. Story about drugs and computers oh, and girls. Yeah. And girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up dating both of those girls, but at not the at same the same time. time. Oh. Not at the same time. This is a boring story. Now. I know, dude. I know. I did not become a man that right. year yeah. in college. Um. I, and I didn't go to a college where there were any black people, so I don't know if they hated me or my glasses. I did wear glasses at the time. They were probably pretty lame. I don't. I do not know that anyone that I have not shown that movie to has seen that movie. Check it out, everybody. Black people hate me, and they hate my glasses. It's a yeah. movie that's not as good as Hot Stuff thinks it is. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, eagles are trying to turn people. Eagles are turning people into horses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not quite as good as you led me to believe it would be. It was pretty good. There were some good things in it. I watched the trailer. The trailer looked funny. It didn't look funny enough for me to watch 15 minutes of it. Oh. Uh, 15 hmm. minutes of your life, Riff. <laughs> you have like an iPad. You could like back. watch it on your iPad while you're pooping or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose. I don't pooping know. When I'm pooping, I'm all business. Then. You're all business. Yeah. Do you, are you I one don't... of those people who just goes in, poops, gets up, and leaves? Yes. Wow. Boy, well, I, I, I like wipe and savor. flush. But... I like to savor the moment. See, I flush and then wipe. Yeah. I like to, you know, just leave a leave a little <laughs> little flag just to let people know that the toilet's my territory. Do you I flush? Yeah. Do you the flush flag then is like wipe. a white field with a brown pattern in the middle of it. It's... You flush, then wipe, then poop? Yes. <laughs> I think that might you, explain... Yeah, you discovered the source of some of my problems yeah. why I don't like camping. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you can't even start. Yeah, exactly. 
I just, I don't know what to do with myself. <clears throat> someday, someday we'll go camping in a place that has those, uh, you know how sometimes a toilet will erode into a mountain naturally? <laughs> um, no? Given an infinite amount of time and an infinite number of opportunities to occur, it will. A toilet? Yes. When you say erode into a mountain, do you mean a, the, a mountain there will, will be a mountain form and then it will rain toilet. for okay. thousands of years? Yes. Okay. And then wait, what did you think I meant? I thought you How meant, meant you a have toilet, a toilet which erodes, erodes and into becomes a mountain. A mountain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I mean, if you, I'm glad that Riff and I were on the same page because that didn't no, make any sense. You find a toilet eroded into a mountain, like yes, I, I like, get you now. The way that you, you find a valley eroded there's, into the landscape. There is some ambiguity with your preposition. That's all I'm saying. I guess, but I feel like that's a clearly a thing that only goes one direction. You can't. We just described an example where it went the other direction. Yeah, but why would it? Why would it just any, be how, any well, mountain could be that? We're making so any, we're making mountains out of go, out of mole toilets. Anytime you go to a mountain that could have started out as a giant toilet and eroded into a mountain, right? That would be unremarkable in the context of this story. Because I don't care what happened a million years ago. What I care about. But you don't care about the existence of giant toilets? Sometimes that ex- there is a mountain. explains the... And you round a bend. The stories usually, of Goliath. It, it, you hope, you, one would hope at least, a bend that's maybe uh, got a stand of bamboo blocking the view of the toilet. Uh-huh. So that, A, uh, the any hobos that had been hiking would not have found and defiled the toilet. And B, <laughs> so you have some privacy when you're sitting on, on nature's toilet. <laughs> you fill it with nature's bounty. <laughs> you flush it using uh, water, which is nature's water. I see. So, it not only does the mountain erode into a toilet, or into no, there is a, a toilet. toilet eroded into a mountain. Like there is a mountain, <laughs> and a toilet has been eroded into it. Like okay. <laughs> It is as though I said you find a sign planted on a mountain. What's you that find... in the road? A head? <laughs> Guys, so stay with me here. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make the point that not only does this mountain contain a naturally curling toilet, but the toilet is also flushable. <laughs> yeah, because it rains. Right. And you, you, you so, hope that, say, an eagle did not give you an upper decker. <laughs> <laughs> or turn you into a horse. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was going to make some sort of upper decker joke, but you, you went there first. Beacha. Beacha to it. So, yeah, that's what video games I've been playing. <laughs> um, you've been playing nothing but Retro Game Challenge and our new game. Um, yeah, basically. I haven't been doing any Minecraft because I've been waiting for the new update. That's a that's a weird state to be in. I I kind of I have one particular project that I'm working on and yes. I haven't felt like just going and mining because I've got plenty of materials. And so I'm just kind of waiting for the the next thing to happen so I can do the next thing that I want to do in my house. Which involves a bunch of wooden half blocks? I need wooden half blocks. Well, I don't need them. I just want them because they'll look nicer for the purposes that I'm using half blocks for. Making tables? Yeah, tables and... uh, Beds. And uh, parts of the roof where I don't want monsters to spawn. Because monsters can't spawn on half blocks. So why wouldn't you just make everything half blocks? 
I mean, theoretically, you could, but it wouldn't look very nice. But also, also, I'm waiting on the I'm waiting on the lapis lazuli update, so I can so I can make the carpets for my upstairs. You could do it now, just at a much less efficient uh, rate. Yeah, (laughs) hugely less efficient. I wonder what's going to happen when Notch gets back from his vacation. If all the work that's been done in his absence, he will he will look at it and say, "No, inferior. <laughs> I cannot masturbate to this." Yeah. And then they'll have to start over, so nothing will happen for another two weeks. Uh, that's all right. I'll just that just means I'll get more cross stitching done. You and your cross stitching, how's that going? It's going pretty good, actually. I found a uh, somebody. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble matching colors properly like satisfactorily but i found somebody even though you had every color of thread well yeah because it's hard to it's hard to really judge how the color looks until you've put a bunch of stitches in huh and and uh and plus just like because there's so many different colors i've got like if i need two shades of blue that look good together I have to go through these like 50 different shades of blue I've got and pick the two that are going to look best and look good together and look good with all the other colors that are surrounding it. But I found a uh, somebody made a spreadsheet that had all the uh, all the colors of of uh, that brand of uh, embroidery thread and their closest approximate RGB values. And I was able to uh, I, I put in plugged in some formulas so you can put in a target RGB value and it'll give you a list of all the ones that are closest to that. <laughs> so it, it cuts down the the problem space by a significant amount. That seems that seems like a dubious project because RGB values are so dependent on like the the monitor that you look at them on and stuff like that. You know, as long as you're I feel like as long as you're consistent. Yeah. It's just it's color matching was always such a huge pain in the ass when I was trying to do that with photography. Yeah, getting that to be even like having a photograph on your screen and then getting that to print even vaguely similar was such a huge huge pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah. Every time I uh, every time I look at my monitor calibration settings and then go do it again, it comes out a little bit different, and I'm oh, like, yeah. ah. Uh, somebody wrote in the forums, has anyone on staff tried Magicka yet? I don't know if there's a Mac version, so I don't know there's if there's... not as far as I know. I, I got it and played it. Is um, that that MMO? No. Mm-hmm. What is Magicka? It is like a kind of a Diablo-y yeah, sort of Yeah, sort game. of gauntlet-y it, with, with complicated magic systems. You're like, you're a little wizard. Okay. And you've got like six or eight different elements of magic. you like fire and arcane and water and ice and whatever and they they each have different rules like earth is generally a projectile and fire is generally a a more damaging wave so but you've got five slots slots so you can say i'm going to cast fire and earth and that makes a fireball because it's fire, but it's also a projectile. Okay. You can and cast them really quickly. There's no there's no real resources that get consumed. You're moving around with the mouse, and so like you, each of the elements maps to a keyboard. It's like Q W E R A S D F. Okay. And so if you want like a great big wave of fire, you just hit like F F F F F, and then right click, and your bar fills up with five fire icons, and then you consume them in this giant geyser of fire huh. to kill stuff with. And apparently, like, 
just about every possible combination of those elements in the in that many slots produces a discrete result. Sometimes they're just larger magnitude versions of a of a limited thing. Also, yeah. certain elements have an opposite, so you can't you fire can't do water. like fire water. Yeah, like, they'll both disappear. What was it like if you? Uh, and there's like if you you don't get the steam. The there the example that that somebody gave in the the review I read was that what will sometimes happen is if someone just casts arcane, you're you're basically doing like a like a Ghostbusters stream. And if somebody else comes along and, or maybe it was like three or five arcanes or whatever, and somebody else comes along and does it too. And you cross the beams, it combines into one giant beam. And so then player three goes, that's awesome. And he goes and joins in. And then player four, who is already, who is in the middle of casting a healing spell goes, that's awesome. I'm going to join in, starts casting arcane, Without real, without noticing that he's still got healing in his bar, which is the opposite of arcane. So the healing charge goes into all this massive vortex of arcane energy and just explodes everybody. It it it's all about like you, it's multiple players doing this. Yeah, apparently four it's player. Multiple, yeah, it's four two. player. Um, so you can have like a super laser beam. <laughs> yeah, you you com- It's all about like combining the. It's all about the sort of physics of these spells, and it's it's you know it's. It is lots of ways to accidentally kill yourself. It is advertised as a humor, as a humorous game, really? and it and it so far, it's the the world has this just sort of like kind of. I initially thought that I had accidentally switched the language of the game because it's something that kind of sounds Swedish, but it, as you listen to it, you're like, no, this is just a joke language that they made up for this game, okay. just because it sounds kind of funny. Um. It is actually pretty funny. It's huh. not. It's not a humor game in the way that Death Spank is a humor game. Like, ha ha ha, unicorn poop. Uh, look, a chicken. You know, it's. Uh, it's. It's actually written kind of funny. It seems to be the case that they, like, I accidentally clicked the wrong button on a quest giver and just set her on fire, and then could not, <laughs> and then couldn't do the quest. I, maybe, maybe the quest was a joke. Like, because it sounded like a joke. You know, she started talking, and it was like, hey, I need you to do... The cellar's full of rats. Right. But then I accidentally killed her, and I'm like, huh. Was that actually going to amount to something? (laughs) Um, There was a thing where, like, you know, you're fighting a troll who bursts into this camp, and there's a bunch of, like, NPC soldiers that are also fighting it, and you basically can't not kill them if you're going to do any damage to the troll. It's it's weird. And then there are certain, like, spells that are explicit combinations of two or three runes that you learn, and you can, you can use your mouse wheel to sort of pop them, pop a kind of ghost of the runes that you need or ghost of the elements that you need into the bar so that you can just look at it and type them, and then you hit, like, a different button to cast it as a spell as opposed to, like, unleashing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the game kind of drives me crazy to play because I, you have to have your hands over WASD, but you don't use WASD to move, no. and I cannot get my brain to stop generating water runes every time I want to move up and hit W. Like, it, it is, it, for whatever reason, like, I just... I can't wrap my head around the controls yeah. to play it naturally. That sucks. I feel like if they had put the if they had put the keys in the middle of the keyboard, I don't think that I would have this problem. But the fact that will it not let you? You can probably, select your own. You can probably select your own. You can probably revamp them. Um, anyway, it was cool. I, I downloaded it and then I played it for like twenty minutes before I went to bed. One it, it struck me as the sort of thing that 
that I would have a lot of fun reading other people's war stories, but that would probably be too frantic for me to actually enjoy. So it's real time. It's not turn based. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pre- and it's pretty frenetic. Huh. Weird. Um. Anyway. Uh, Julian says, uh, on a more relevant tone, have either of you been unfortunate enough to play EverQuest? SOE just renewed all old accounts, and I'm scared that I'll start listening to the old Siren song again. Huh. Renewed all old accounts? Like, I wonder if they if they just are doing, like, a weekend where anyone who's ever played EverQuest can play it again. Huh. I don't know. I mean, it might be interesting for you to go back and be reminded of what all is different now that you're so familiar with World of Warcraft. I mean, I just, I kind of remember it, and it was terrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was not really fun. Like, I played it until it stopped being fun, which was about at level 10. It was, like, about the point where, like, the fact that when you die, you just lose all of your stuff, unless you go back and find your corpse. That happens in Minecraft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. The stuff you have... The stuff that you're carrying with you in Minecraft is reasonably easily replaceable. Depends on what you're carrying with you. I mean, assuming it's not a giant stack of diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Ten stacks of diamonds and obsidian. But And then you fall into the lava, and then you're like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, in order to regenerate your mana, you have to open up a spell book that obscures your view of the world and sit down for like five minutes. But was that true of EverQuest 2, or was that just EverQuest 1? It wasn't as true of EverQuest 2. EverQuest 2 was not as nice as World of Warcraft to the player. But it was nicer than But it was nicer than EverQuest 1, yeah. You know, and there are people who lament the loss of EverQuest 1, and those people are provably wrong. You're wrong about your feelings. Did EverQuest 1 go away, or is it just super no, still, old school okay it's still there i think it might have more subscribers than everquest 2 hmm. i'm not positive about it we looked at those graphs yeah i forget day. i forget what the upshot of that was casey wiederman asks if we played castlevania lords of shadow i have not played castlevania no. lords of shadow mm-hmm. have you that's the 3d one isn't it yeah, he I says really it may be more prince of persia and devil may cry than castlevania but it's still a solid game it's funny that prince of persia is now a 3d game like They've mm. sort of reinvented that franchise. They've they've modernized the franchise to the point where that's what people think of when they say Prince of Persia is not the. Uh, well, it's the it? same thing happened to Duke Nukem. Jordan Mechner with uh, rotoscoping his brother, yeah, jumping on shit. Do do do. Seeing what other questions there are. Uh, Al My Lap also asks if we played Magic. Apart from the buggy release, I had lots of fun with it. Yeah, all the reviews said it was really buggy, but I didn't find it to be really buggy. Which one? Hmm. Magicka. Oh. Um, Arse Magicka. Is it Arse Magicka? No. Oh. That'd be funny, too. What is Arse Magicka? That's something. Ars Technica is that yeah, website. Yeah, that site. Is it Arse Magicka? I think Arse Magicka came before. Yeah. Uh, whoops, I did something with my browser just then. Uh, Ozzy was asking if I put Puzzle Agent. Have you looked at Puzzle Agent? Yeah, it was okay. It was. Uh, did you actually play it? Yeah, I played it all the way through. It was <laughs> it was a lot shorter than I was expecting. <laughs> uh, the puzzles were not as interesting as Professor Layton puzzles. They were easier. They were definitely easier. Um, story was was interesting. It ended really oddly abruptly. I felt. Um, I don't know if that was just because they were leaving it open for in case they decided to continue the series or what. I like the art style. Yeah, the art style was. And cool. I like the I like the characterization. Like the yeah. the the characters are interesting. 
yeah, all the the all the story and, and characters and everything were quite good. I'd like to see them do some more of that. I don't know if it sold well enough that they're going to or not. Ars Magica was a role playing game. Ah. Oh, uh, like a pen and paper role-playing game. Man, I'm excited. I think when I go to Orlando, I get to play some Deadlands. That sounds pretty cool. Should, uh... I bought some some, uh, Paranoia source books because it seemed like, uh... They were out to get you. It it seemed like they, uh... They, all the, uh... All the new series of Paranoia stuff is starting to go out of print. Hmm. So I want to get my hands on what was still in print while it was. Paranoia is one of those things like... Tune where yeah. it seems like adding additional source books can only really make it worse mm, no. because it's more about the sort of goofiness and imagination in it. Right? Well, but and, I mean, what if the source books are a hundred different like devices that you could give to your agents that might kill them or be useful for their missions? You know, like yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, the more the more. I mean that's the thing. It's like the more uh, the more of that that you add to a game, the less sort of pure the experience of like making up these stories and the setting is, right? Like the more I, I feel like I tended to play stuff that was pretty constructed when I played Paranoia. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. it was it was fun. I only ever played Paranoia once. It may also, I mean, and we didn't have any rule books at all. The the it was new... just a game where we all stood in a room and people hit me with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> the the new the new version of it. Um, I don't want to say encourages, but it explicitly provides the option for you to play it in a more serious tone than Uh-oh. old school paranoia is played, hmm. like making it more of a more of a 1984 crossed with Catch 22 sort of game than a Wiley Coyote sort of game. Okay, so that might might have less of the problem you describe in that mode. Huh. I don't know. I feel like I feel like what you say there though seems like you could say that about any RPG system. Yeah, I mean, does, you're right. Does a a Greyhawk source book spoil D and D? No, not not in the same way that I think of. Like having additional ideas for secret societies or. Mutant I, yeah, powers I, know. I don't know. I don't know cool. why. I, I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know why I feel like. The less that I read about Tune, the more fun I think I would have playing Tune. Well, I think the less you read, the less you read about Paranoia, the more you find you have playing it because you don't know what the hell to expect. Okay. Which because I never I never read any of the source books and it was a lot of fun. Um, whereas, especially because you're not playing D and D, like I think you enjoy reading, you know, like ideas for enchanted swords and monsters and stuff like that like that's those that's different just kinds fun of skeletons yeah <laughs> different kinds of skeletons and different kinds of swords to use to kill them um, yeah. but i think you you could potentially i could imagine a situation where if you had grown up just being a player of D, never reading any of the source books i might feel the same you might feel the same way yeah maybe you're right because i think there's something very like i don't i'm curious about the like the sort of behind the scenes workings of paranoia but at the same time like it was so much fun to just go to into be, it knowing, be surprised by it. knowing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, like, and, and not even like playing it without even at the beginning, not even understanding sort of the tone of the game was really weird. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I, I would lose clones and I'd be like, what the, I, like I was trying to do that. Right. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. 
Sparemeister wrote, uh, Secret of Mana is now available for iPhone slash iPod Touch. Downloaded it for the nostalgia, but it brought nothing but pain. I, uh, huh. I can imagine. Remember when we had been talking for years about how we yeah. wanted to we wanted to get game pads and set up an emulator on a computer and play through Secret of Mana together cooperatively because we both liked it. We didn't play it with anybody else. I never actually played it as a kid. Really? Um, yeah. I don't know why I thought. I, I don't know why I suddenly constructed that shared experience that we didn't actually have. Um, but you were like, yeah, I really want to play through this with you because I think you would like it and it would be a lot of fun. And we tried it and it was so fucking hard. Well, wh- what happened, as I recall, was we like got stuck because we like didn't talk to an NPC the right way or something. Hmm. And so like she was supposed to unlock some zone or whatever and she didn't. And so we were sort of like wandering around being like, what? what are we supposed to do? And so we just lost interest. But it also had it had done some sort of irreparable harm to our progress through the game. It, there, there were it there were some, there were a handful of branches though, and there was some stuff that we just missed. And it yeah. was like we missed something like unlocking half the characters or some something. It was, was something was something was definitely weird. But I think I think that was not irreparable. It was just strange. We did some we did something very strange, and I don't remember what it was. And I think that's kind of the problem with, especially with the, like the early, like really branchy stuff, is that there would sometimes be branches that were really. Strange. I don't remember which game that is because I played. That was a Super NES one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played like the first twenty minutes of every single Super NES RPG on an emulator, mm-hmm. so I don't remember which one is which. I mean, it was Zelda-y in terms of its combat. You is that the some... one where you're like the kid and he's got a dog and the dog changes shape in different time no, zones? That's Earth. Bound? What? No, that's no. not Earthbound. It's not Earthbound. That's something else. That's not okay. Secret of Mana. That's a boy in his blob. <laughs> and it's not a dog. It's a blob. <laughs> it's a blob. No, that's just. I, I, know, I know what zone. you're talking about. That one was a lot of. I really in like different that time game. zones. Yeah. What do you like? There was a time travel. You move from Arizona to New Mexico. It was and that, that your dog game turns is, into a Saguaro you, you get, like, cactus. <laughs> your your dog is like a like a like a Cro-Magnon dog sometimes, and he's like a robot dog in the future. It's really cool, actually. It's a, that game was yeah. a lot of fun. And it had that sort what of... What game was it? What are you... Yeah, I, I don't know what it was I, called. It, I think of it as being Earthbound, which is clearly it's not. Yeah, but no. it's Because Earthbound was a turn-based, like a Final Fantasy. I, during the break, I'll look at... I have, I have the ROM of it. No, okay. I'll go check it out, because it was a lot of fun. Um, now, you fall down a waterfall early on, and there's... You, the, you there's... start the game in the middle of like an epic boss fight. Hmm. And, right... Or am I thinking of no, Lufia? No, thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Lufia. Never mind. <laughs> which is another. Which is I, I got. I just got that game for uh, like the. Yeah, I got the DS release of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bought that. I too. haven't played it yet, but I've got it. I really liked Lufia too. I I basically liked pretty much every Zelda style combat, like arcade style combat mm-hmm. RPG for the Nintendo system. Did you like uh, what was the game that came with Star Tropics? The game that had the map that you had to get, or the thing that you had to get, yeah, wet yeah. In order to find the password. Xenophobe was a huge fan of that. I've never played that one. Mm-hmm. You had to get it wet. Yeah, it had a. It, it came with a map in the, in the thing, and it had a, like a code for a door. Yeah, or something on the back of it in that invisible, invisible ink, ink, and there's an NPC that says, "Hey, that map you've got, go dunk it in water," and and you go, and it's like, "Oh my god, that's awesome." Yeah, that was that was what. Jim really liked about it was that that I don't know that surprise when that happened to him. Yeah, it's kind of a gamble game. though. Like, 
having as a game mechanic relying on the player's willingness to potentially destroy something <laughs> they just paid a bunch of money for. <laughs> In order to get the code for the store, take the disc out of the drive and set it on Hit it with fire. a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> we were kidding. Uh, of the Hill People says, uh, Hey, Jake and Riff, do you think you two would survive a Running Man-esque TV show together? I got bets on Hot Stuff being that douchey hockey killer guy. <laughs> what? I can imagine Hot Stuff asking me why I wasn't laughing and I saying, uh, because there's nothing funny about a dickless moron with a battery up his ass. <laughs> I have not seen Running Man, I guess, because I do not remember any of this. So... It was not a lot like the uh, no, the it's novella. Not a lot like that. I mean, the novella was kind of, was semi realistic, right? Because I mean, it's yeah. just like, oh, okay, there's just guys with guns trying to kill you. Like there are like detectives trying to find <laughs> you, and I mean, they're sort of like murder detectives, not like detectives who investigate murders, but detectives whose job is to detect and then murder yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like it was a fun movie, but not a good movie. Like they were both dicks and real dicks. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would survive very long because there there'd be a lot of running. <laughs> but they turned it into a game show kind of thing. It's more hiding. It's not like hiding, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, they turned it into more of an American Gladiators kind of thing where yeah. there were like characters that were chasing him. Like yeah, it was definitely a very game show. It even had what's his name that used to host Family Feud as the uh, as, Bob the, as the host. No, that's Wheel of Fortune. No, it's not. Not, Bob yeah. Barker's The Price Not is Wheel Right. Not Fortune. Price Pat is Sajak right. is Wheel the, of the, the, the wheel in Price is Right is what confused me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in The Great Escape. Um, I don't remember his name. Not The Great Escape. Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> okay. Paul Newman. No. Paul Hogan. No, but you're closer. <laughs> Hogan Newman. <laughs> yes. That was it. <laughs> Hogan Hogan. <laughs> Hamlin Hogan? Hamlin Hagen. Harry Harry Hamlin? Yes, Harry Hamlet. Yes. Harry Hamlet. <laughs> the horrible. Yeah. Ham- <laughs> this this village has been masturbating too much. It's become a Harry Hamlet. A Harry Harry Palms. Cal- Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> yes, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Ca- cauliflower. Harry Palms cauliflower. That's anyway, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Harry Palms cauliflower. From the family feud. Yes. Him. Um, <laughs> cool. What was he the host? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name who hosted yeah, Family Feud. Me neither. It was Louis Anderson for a while. Yeah, before him. Richard Dawson. Yeah, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawkins. Nearly. <laughs> uh, that was an interesting set of listing <laughs> things. <laughs> Well, should we uh, should we get into some of these here uh, these here KOL questions? Sure. sure. Naked Jew says, "Can I apply to be a beta tester for the new game when it's eventually in beta? If so, how? I don't know, man. Yeah, we don't know how we're gonna do that. You um, you have yet to write the beta key. That, I mean, that's gonna thing. take like an hour. Okay, that's I mean, six hours. Yeah, four six, hours. six hours. I would believe it's probably gonna take four hours. Okay." I might be able to do it in an hour. I might be able to do it in an hour just to just as a fuck you to you, buddy. I don't. <laughs> the thing is, it it also has to work with the game. Like the game, the system has to work, right? Like it's not this. No. Like you you could. I write, don't care about this big picture bullshit. Okay. Cool. I mean, I have to. The, the, Sorab has to make some shit work. That's true. The other end, I'm not counting that time because okay. that isn't my time. All right. Down here, it's my time. It's in my the, time in down the sewer here. with the clowns. No, 
No, you're thinking of we all float. (laughs) What I mean is I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. You're taking your turn. One of the uh, games, uh, one of the games, uh, one of the rounds of Dixit that we played uh, when we played Dixit in Orlando, uh, uh, Pezboy got me and only me to recognize a card by making that as an obscure Goonies reference. Hmm. I'm taking them back. I'm taking them all back. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's a you, good game. We should play Innovation at some point. Didn't somebody yeah. buy it recently? Yeah, Jenny has so it. Jenny bought it to so that we can play it. Cool. Let's play it after this show. No. No. How well, you guys can play it, it after this. Does show. it take a long a three time? Play, you honestly want to play a three-player. You want to play a three-player game because like the two-player is fun, but not as fun as three-player. Four-player, it becomes so random that I find it unfun. Uh, wow! I almost just poured uh, whiskey all over my microphone cable. I'm not used to I'm not used to all this fanciness. I'm not used to this entire table being filled with equipment. Yeah, the whole table is covered with cables at this point. Circuitry. <laughs> it's covered with such beautiful circuitry. We had to buy an entire secondary box to plug into our first box to plug into the laptop. But this first box, the first box should, also has to be plugged into the laptop. The the secondary box should work; it just doesn't. Yeah. It's got an it's got a number of sound outputs, including a USB output, which is what we want because we're putting it into a computer, right? But the USB output, for whatever reason, includes two out of the six microphones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it only it only registers one and two, and it only has them in left and right. That's it. So we couldn't have three microphones. We couldn't have them balanced. I, you know. I don't know if our radio listeners had us in one side or the other for the I past think we were always just years. Yeah. No, in the, for the past like 6 months we've been I think just in the left channel. That's when we've broadcast. Ridiculous. Yeah, it maybe it's pretty ridiculous. Huh. If you, if it has been then I haven't Well, noticed. you don't listen to the radio stream. I, yeah, you listen, listen to the archived oh, version which true. I okay. I Normalize. render mono. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh. I render mono, and and when I the ones that I do listen to live are the Monday shows, which are a totally different. The set. mundane shows, Monday. They are pretty mundane. Monday, Monday. Um, rainy days in that show always get me down. Uh, Soren Trigg writes that he almost bought me a mug that says "I heart spreadsheets." <laughs> I do kind of heart spreadsheets. I use them all the time. Me too. Yep. When Google Docs opens a new document, I'm like. Why would I open anything other than a spreadsheet? I don't understand. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll, I'll have a document. Really? Yeah. What do you What do you use it for? If I want to print something out that has uh, multiple columns, you I cannot easily do that in like a text editor. <laughs> no, I don't use a spreadsheet because there's a bunch of columns in a spreadsheet. But something that you can't do in spreadsheets is like say have a paragraph of text with a line of bold text in one cell that's. I thought you were going to say a line of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you can't have a line. You can't put a line of bullshit in a spreadsheet because everything that goes just, into a spreadsheet it will is not immediately stand. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it rejects anything illogical. Yeah. It, it is like a Vulcan uh, in that way. Everything is evaluated for its truth value, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't evaluate to true, it does not show up. Yep. Uh, the Gap in the Plot asks our opinion on a 3DS remake of Ocarina of Time. They promised to make the Water Temple better by making boot switching easy. Hmm. I remember the Water Temple being a kind of a hassle. That is, I mean, that, that's the, the single thing that I hear the most about Ocarina of Time is that the, the water temple sucked. It didn't suck. I thought it was incredibly clever. Yeah. The way that they, yeah, I mean, because they, they designed, like, there's a basically like three or four states that it can be in, 
And it just requires a whole bunch of state transitions to get, because there's like certain parts that you can get to at certain times mm. and then you'll eventually get a power up that suddenly changes the way that you interact with it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's less of a, it is like a Zelda dungeon only instead of the complexity being generated by its size, the complexity is generated via this other kind of mechanism that keeps changing the overall state of it. Like it's, it is more or less filled up with water. That's like a four story dungeon that you can set the water to either one, two or three okay. stories or whatever flooded. Um, and you know, so there are things like a, a, a way that you have to go from the bottom story to a story two levels up that you can only do if you can like hold your breath long enough to get over there and then float upwards. Like you have to, you know, you, you have to put on these iron boots so that you can walk underwater. But then when you take off the boots, even though you're still holding them, you start floating <laughs> back upwards. So they're, they're more like sort of magnetic, magnetic boots. boots. Um, it did require a tremendous amount stone. of boot switching, but I feel like, the, I feel like Zelda required a lot of boot switching in general because there were also not sound like familiar I mean Ocarina of Time Ocarina of Time because there were the boots that let you walk on air for a little while after you left a platform so it just let you make longer Longer jumps Hmm. yeah and so you'd need those sometimes but you didn't always want them on because you also had some boots that were good for fighting or something I don't know Hmm. why was it why did they have everything in the boot slot there were just some things in the boot slot it sounds like it sounds like having to swap masks all the time in Mask of Majora. Majora's Mask? Majora's Mask. I don't remember that. I don't remember there being any masks in Majora's <laughs> Mask. In Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask was entirely maskless for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure Wait, are you thinking of masking on? tape? <laughs> I think my screen was covered in masking tape. Because uh, I thought that's what you were supposed to do. But then I was like, this game just looks like a masking <laughs> tape blob. This game just looks like a bunch of stripes of masking tape. What the fuck, Nintendo? This is the worst. I took it back. I wrote a bad review on Nintendo.com. <laughs> um, uh, Azu says, Riff, thoughts on recent Vriska developments? Oh, that's... Um, um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's interesting. What's she, what? Uh, it's a character from MS Paint Adventures that um, has been a very treacherous and murderous bitch throughout the story but now we're starting to see her in a more sympathetic light and it's kind of weird <laughs> I, I, it's probably not a good topic for this radio show huh. but yes I continue to like MS Paint Adventures I can no longer recommend it to anybody who has not been reading it because it would take you a solid week to read the entire archive Jesus How does he do that for a living now? He might. I'm, I'm not positive. He's got I'm not books sure. and everything. Yeah, man. he's he selling is, books and t-shirts. And he is super prolific. Yeah. That is insane. I remember not even getting through it the first time a year or two ago when I started reading it. And how, like, that's just nuts. Nuts. Yep. <laughs> if you got a week to spare. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and, and and want something to to read okay. to fill up that week riff <laughs> 15 minutes for eagles are turning people into horses <laughs> come uh, on but, well okay so over the next over the next year i will watch that movie one second at a time okay <laughs> uh let's see 
Light Ninja writes, I know this has been brought up several times, but is there any chance of allowing Inigo to cover walk uses? High main crafting costs 2,000 meat and has you spending a turn in the walk while you can negate adventure crafting costs of superhuman cocktail crafting entirely by having by simply having Inigo running and a bartender. Uh... Slight tangent, 2,000 meat in uh, Magical Mystery Juice alone at level 7, the earliest you can eat high mains, is 20 MMJ or 310 MP, or 30 turns of Inigo with Rock and Roll Legend slash 6 free crafts. Even more MP later game since the MMJ equation works off of your current level. What language is any of this in? <laughs> I just heard... Is that made-up language for Magicka? Because it sounds kind of like Swedish. No, like... I, I sort of see what they're asking, but you the, you had pretty much pretty firmly said no to that when they asked before. Yeah, I mean, the, like, I get that it's weird that the sort of you know what I think of as the level fifteen crafting skills are different across the ways across each across class. booze and uh, and food, but like. You know, that's just a way in which they're different. And, I mean, effectively spleen, too, right? Because... Because wads. I mean, that yeah. you don't spend any turns, yeah, getting getting those. Um, but that was kind of... Making wads spleen items was not part of the sort of over... Like, that was like, what can we do with these wads? Well... I decided that they needed... But, I, I mean, there was, a, there was a nice triumvirate there, right? I like, guess. Except that I don't think of booze food and spleen as being three things. I think of booze and food as being the two things and spleen as being this weird edge case that was never ever meant to be what it has turned uh, into. But we divide the game into three parts along those lines all the time now. Yeah. I mean, clearly that was not how you originally designed it, but like that's that's kind of the de facto state that the game is in now. You don't have to kick me just to make your point. Have to, just to but drive it, your it, point home. It, it you don't need to drive wonders. it into my shins. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So he points out that high mains require an elemental nugget, not too big of a deal, but could be a pain. One scrum diddly umptious solution, which means a thousand meat in a reagent. One MSG, which adds another thousand meat. One dry noodles and two turns to craft, or one turn with indigo. Superhuman cocktails require a base booze, which you can get anywhere. A base fruit, which you can get anywhere. Two still slots and two turns to craft, or none with indigo slash bartender. I mean, the limitation per day on the still right is. No. A different I, kind I have of always felt kind of that the walk is kind of overpriced, but I'm I'm not someone who is in charge of balance. They're not using the one in the park, <laughs> or that one in the clouds with uh, Kiefer it's Kiefer Souther Reeves, Keanu Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Just a whole bale of Keanu's. Yeah, sucks. It's like, fuck, am I gonna do with this? Even the horses won't eat it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know that movie, A Walk in the Clouds, with Keanu Reeves that no one has ever seen. Yeah, I only know about it because I think there were posters for it when I worked at the movie theater. Or the, I think the, it was about a vineyard. There's the one on the Appalachian Trail. A walk in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you could use uh, Aerosmith or Run DMC's uh, This Way Walk. <laughs> well, I mean, what does it do if we... You know, how, so how do we fix it? I mean, I, I think, like, what people want is uh, don't make us buy anything or spend any resources at all yeah. to get these. Right. So, I mean, that's that's not what I mean, we want to so do. So MSG is now just given out on the side of the 
street by. Uh, I mean, it's not that you're, kids. You, you got a false dichotomy there. I mean, and then it could just be nobody less than a thousand meat. <laughs> I mean, people want it to be free. <laughs> well, it is information. Exactly. Is a is a false dichotomy when you have like a, when you have like a, a twin that you've uh, sort of partially absorbed that is lesbian and also lies a lot, and that's the operation to get it removed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was <laughs> convoluted. Yeah. Think, you, I mean, you'd say it was a long way to get there, but it really didn't take that long. Um. It's it is fascinating. Did you like? Did you have that fully formed thought in your head? I don't think and so. And then you verbalized it, or no, did you I, like I, I was construct like, it I, as I, you were? I made the joke, it. and then yeah, I think I made up the sentence as I was as I, I was see. saying it. But um, wow. So I mean, so the big thing, I feel like nothing at all is as important as the turn count, right? And so for for that food to have a turn count involved in the cooking of it when serious play basically nobody spends turns cooking Any because point. there are ways to avoid it with the expenditure of other resources that are not as precious as turns right right so how is it different see here's the other thing it, it is more interesting to me in the context of a multiplayer game for there to be an adventure cost associated with a food that then gives you a bunch of adventures as opposed to saying, well, it would be equivalent if we reduced the yield of the food by exactly one turn and then didn't make the walk cost a turn. Because right. that would be the same if it was... From a single person's perspective, that would be exactly the same. But from the perspective of somebody who is sacrificing a turn for the ability to sell one of those foods in the mall... Right. Right. To somebody who has more meat than they have turns... I think it would help if they were far and away the best foods... Which they're not. Yeah, we 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 kind of screwed ourselves a little bit by making foods that drop without having been crafted better than some of the high end crafted foods. You know. Did we? Yeah. I what so. drops that's better than those? I mean, like the Hobopolis foods and stuff. Well, sure, those drop. I mean, the, the, there's there's quotes around. Yeah, but those drop, they're right? they are they're accessible. They're you know, there's there's just ways in which that you can you can get those and those are just superior. Like the, I, only in hardcore do some of these like crafted foods and stuff like that really become an issue. Which is probably fine though. I mean, I also feel like you know people who are buying their food in the mall have all sorts of budgets, right? I mean that you know it, like if your goal is to just like get a bunch of turns and farm a bunch of meat, say, there's there are going to be different points in your evolving ability to earn meat with turns that will cause you to go through an entire spectrum of things in the mall. Although, you know, I think stuff like the primitive beer, which is like pretty good and really, really plentiful. Yeah, that's problematic. Get yourself some whiskey. I was trying to get some, yeah. some whiskey. Stretching for it. Uh, Yeah, man. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if it's really a problem, right? I mean, I'm sure it, like anything else, like, hey, this thing that takes a turn, we'd be happier if it didn't take a turn. You know, like, well, yeah. Yeah, I wonder... But I mean, if it's at the point where no one ever uses that, like, if that skill is useless because it's never worth using the walk in a run, 
And again, is that true for everybody? Or is there a class of player who thinks, oh, cool, this food is really good, and then they just use it because it's really good? Right? And, and, and they, they, like, they like things cooked in woks. They don't care that it's not the perfect use of their resources. You know, I'd say they don't know. Right. I, I don't know that it's fair to talk about those people as as real, right? Because probably everybody that cares eventually looks up things on the wiki and finds out information from that, right? I mean, I, we could find out. If only C.D. Moyer were here. That's you true. You could tell us how many people used the walk, you know. That's true. Today. Um... Not a question, says Clid, but yay for con dates. I can plan my holidays now and not pester you fine folk for information. So instead, I'll pester you with inane questions. One, on Faxbot blocking, removing useful information. Absolutely nothing would be lost if Faxbot was exempted from appearing in clan activity logs. No extra information is conveyed by him hopping in and out, and in fact, it obscures more useful information on actual clannies' movements and happening. Uh, maybe other clans aren't suffering the way we are, but I can't see anyone objecting with if Faxbot was made all ninja-like. I mean, I don't care. I'll do it if that's what people want. Yeah, until Faxbot becomes a clan looter. Yeah. Then you just don't know. Yeah. But the looting would be logged. Would it? Yeah. Not if he was the good ninja. Well, I would only make the whitelisting in and the whitelisting out check to see if it was Faxbot. Okay. Uh, number two, booze and teat path rewards are not very useful because they are too high of a level to be useful and aren't as good for turn slash stats as high main slash superhuman cocktails yeah. or as cunningly useful as key lime pies. D- don't don't worry about it. Yeah. My suggestion would be blah, 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 and we're not going to do any of those things. Yeah. Um, Sorry. At some point uh, in the nearish future, I'm guessing that from a certain point of view, those path rewards will be the best thing that there is. And from a certain point of view, you'll hate us. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody is going to hate this. Nah, well, who knows? I really don't think that anyone is going to hate the revamp. There will, there will certainly be a handful yeah, of people who say... It'll be the first time. <laughs> there are certainly going to be people who say, I liked it better before, but yeah. there, it's not... It. I've had some requests also to, to improve the quality of the stuff in the basement that you get. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I might I might do that, too. Okay. Which, which is frustrating, though, because that's also just something that... Like, Crafted foods. What, what I what I kind of want to do is like take all the high end foods and make a slightly better version that is crafted. <laughs> you know, you just take the you take the really good food that drops that you can get now and then make a slightly better version that is cooked and just takes an ingredient that, a fancy that a, a fancy ingredient else. Yeah. Huh. And, yeah. And it just gives two additional adventures. It just makes it, yeah, it just makes it better. Just add a, add a tomato to your angelic sandwich or whatever. I mean, that, that preserves both things, right? Like, cause you can still have these, this awesome food that you can get and drop that get, that you can get just from a drop, but it also preserves crafting as being meaningful and important. I guess, but it's also just turn count inflation. Well, not if it takes some research. Well, yeah, okay, sure. It's a little bit of turn count inflation, yeah. but it could be better in, you could, we could, make something that was a fancy ingredient that just improved the stat gains right that doesn't that doesn't increase turn counts at all yeah but I don't think anybody cares but they might care stuff yeah depends I mean they would definitely care if it gave you a thousand stats 
Uh, Clid also says, three, special mind control device boss drops for NS13 bosses. A clan of mine suggested this a while back and you shouted at him because of Ratsworth scaling. He was confused. I didn't shout at him because of Ratsworth scaling. So I basically had this idea yeah. Oh, yeah. for bosses. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to fucking do this at some point and screw all y'all. I got real <laughs> mad. I got mad arguing about this shit in depth, but here's my idea for the, how the mind control device works with bosses. It makes them super fucking hard if you have it turned up all the way. Yeah. So, like, if you have mind control device of one and you fight the Goblin King... It's, like, double hit points. He has there. double the hit points. Yeah. Like, it just... Th- there are these quantum states of significantly increased difficulty that you have to deal with, and it is, like, really, really fucking hard to beat them at mind control 11 but you get all of his drops yeah. if you do that right so instead of instead of the, it being like you get the crown unless you've got it at x in which case you get the balls unless you've got it at y in which case you get the cloak or whatever if you kill him you get the crown if you kill him with it at, at least three you get the crown and the balls if you kill him with it at yeah. least seven you get the crown the balls and the cape that makes more sense it does make more sense the problem was the ordering, I, the ordering of the drops and actually making them yeah, hard. The, order, the ordering of the drops, right? That is that is something that generated so much fucking arguing in dev about Ratsworth. Because I'm like, well, the good drops should be the easiest. I mean, should be the hardest mm-hmm. to get, right? That totally fucking makes sense. But you can't take the monocle away from people in Bad Moon or everyone will quit the game and raid because it was impossible because he fucking scaled it was impossible to make him more difficult in a way that didn't effectively make it impossible to fight him with no access to resources so it was like in Bad Moon so it was just like it was just this huge god made me so fucking angry that I had this idea that I thought was really cool and made a lot of sense and if it had been like that from the beginning nobody would have ever complained but it was I like, think on dev he's still a super hard there's a oh is it I think so I don't think so I think when I redid the when I redid I mean, the tavern I totally rewrote the code that starts that encounter so okay. couldn't you solve that problem by making his monocle do something else and then having another object that does what the monocle used to do elsewhere. Yeah, but then people who already have the thing that got changed are pissed off because they, you know... Yeah, but only for their current ascension. No. People who are collecting them because of their enchantment. I don't fucking... Anything will piss somebody off. Anyway, it was a dumb idea to start with Ratsworth because he was super tricky to balance. He's by far the most complicated. And And, and it's also just like a totally fucking optional boss that I don't... Oh, God, it just, just... this is why I got so mad at your clanny for suggesting this. Um, Screw you, Clid's rats, clanny. Rat's ass worth. Yeah. Nobody gives a rat's worth's ass. Right. Four. It would be nice if sonar and biscuit drops were just 5% better. Yeah? Well, yeah every, be- like, Jesus Christ, how many, how many <laughs> different item drops are people going to be like, you know, this would be better if it was 5% better? Although, did you see the, the bug report about the... Spy outfit drops. Spy outfit. Yeah, for the starting of the war, like the spies. Mm-hmm. One side's outfit drops are 5% each item from the spy, and the other side's is 30. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that might be. Was a, that supposed to be like that? I the, That is my problem. I was like, 
I don't remember why it's like this. So I didn't change it because I was like, ah, why is it like this? Like that I, seems too intentional for us to have, like well, just. When I up. think about the level twelve quest now, yeah. I get very confused. Yeah. Not by the war, but by the starting of the war. Starting the war is a little funky. And I think that I think that we could probably rejigger that in a way that made a lot more sense. I mean, maybe that's when you eventually get to level twelve. Maybe that's all you change. Yeah, the yeah. Because I don't. I you know, I like the way the battle stuff plays out. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, right. And I mean, it's. I, I get that there's like a fixed way to go through it, and there's like. But it's variable depending on what you've got. Yeah, and then, but there's like there's, there's that spreadsheet also, which tells like you what to some, do. Like, exploity but, bullshit that happens. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. You know, but but you know whatever. Like what those are, those are the kind of tricks that like make people feel super clever, right? And they're they're not doing anything. I mean, the whole bullshit with like. What I what I don't like is exploiting what's basically bugs, which is like <clears throat> doing most of the quest without actually unlocking the quest area or whatever. Yeah, what do you you do it like with the diff- with the wrong outfit on. Yeah, the wrong outfit on, and that that kind of thing bugs me because it's like kind of counterintuitive. What are you trying to do here? With Just my point microphone? the microphone at your face. Point it more at my you, face. You, when you look, <clears throat> if you look at the microphone, you shouldn't see the body of the microphone. For example, huh. but doesn't that mean that it's pointed at your eyes? Yes. Shouldn't it be pointed at your mouth? No, you, your little known fact, your voice actually comes out your eyes. Oh wow, that's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why when you go ha, ah, everything looks like it's vibrating. Yep, and when you close your eyes, you can't make any noise. Yeah, <laughs> and because no, I know, I know that's not true because I've uh, I've seen your mom make some noises with her eyes closed. She doesn't like to look at me. It's <laughs> makes her makes her feel guilty. Are you sure that one of you does not have a bag over your head so that you can't actually have verified this? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, five, Clid says, Soul Raver, time traveling, excitement, and old radio memes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we should have uh, made that game. Yeah. Soul Raver? Yeah, where you travel back and forth. What about in Soul? Time between the 70s and the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's a good. It's a good game concept. <laughs> um, you go to raves and then you go to da- dance parties. Discos. <laughs> yeah, discos. <laughs> um, Soul rave flapper. You can go go back to the twenties. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Icon three one five says, "Any chance you guys will create more stuffed items?" Oh, I would be really surprised if we didn't. Yeah. Rooklawsy says, no more having to put on the outfit to shop at the lab, please. Maybe make it a separate thing that shows up when you have the outfit. Seems like I spent an awful lot of time switching into and out of this outfit. Boy, are you going to be so happy with me <laughs> at some point next week when the knob revamp rolls out. And boy, are a bunch of other people going to be really pissed. They're not going to be really pissed. They're going to be they're going to be slightly miffed, slightly irritated. But I think they will be forced to acknowledge that it's really better this way. Dev likes it. Everybody on Dev likes it a lot. Everybody on Dev is like, oh my god, we like it so much. Oh, give us more. We like it. We like it. We like Wait, I was confusing your mom with everybody. It was Dev. it was interesting to see that people had mixed feelings about the art changes. People in the community? In the, yeah, in the, out in the wild. Huh. I saw one person say that they liked the old art better. The old art for the goblins was fucking terrible. Sure. It looked it didn't look like anything else in the game. But it you know, it was it had its own charm, right? Like It just it it was interesting looking. What was that there was going to be a dungeon or something that was like 
All the cavern- legacy monsters? No, the cavern of poorly drawn kobolds or something like the that. Well-drawn the well drawn. The well drawn. I was going to have somebody else do the art, and I was going to do one that was uh, the a bunch of JPEGs of kittens <laughs> yeah. earlier when I when I did. I'm glad I didn't do that because I would have just had to remove it later, and then people would be pissed. <laughs> and I decided I actually wanted a unified style. So you're saying that I'm supposed to have this microphone pointed in my fucking eyes? No, I'm saying you should have it at your pointed at your face, but like. Listening to your levels, it's eyes are in the middle been, of your face. You've been kind of all over the place. I'm eyes without you'll, a face. You'll talk pointed at the ceiling. You'll you'll like turn around, and I don't. You you can't hear what I just did, but like it, you totally the, your volume and stuff just totally goes out of out of whack. Well, sorry. That's no, fine. I think I'll. I think it's I'll, just it's different than having a headset mic. That's I think I'll saying. rock the dynamic compression. That's not going to fix things. Yeah, it is. No. Yes, it does. If you get quieter, it makes it more the level. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't solve that problem. Whatever. It fixes every problem. Yeah. I don't even care what you say, buddy. Uh, let's see. I'm feeling dynamically compressed. Boy, I don't want to talk about Stupak's question. What is his question? That's uh, all about how the adventure selection works. Oh, that's complicated. Yeah. A Zaru fan one says Valhalla store details. No, they don't exist yet, really. Uh, Pantsless has an idea that's a lot of work that I kind of like, but it'd be really hard to balance. Yeah, I'm I'm still sort of non-committal on that whole thing. On how you feel about the idea, I do. Cuddle Hut says, "Would you consider making the character sheet viewable from outside the game? It's annoying to have to log in just to see a character. Sometimes I need to check to see if I remembered to equip rollover gear. It would also make it possible to send others a link to the sheet, thus impressing them with equipment, tattoo, avatar, title, etc." The closest we've got to that is the SIG generator. Yeah. Um. We can make a version of the SIG generator that was based on your equipment. <laughs> we don't. Um, we don't, in general, want to allow outside of the game scripts to be able to actually have anything that hits the database. Yeah, because if we, if we let you just call some script that listed a player character sheet based on you passing it a player ID, somebody would immediately write a script to like sort of generate a, you know, generate their own sets of data that were just copies of our sets of data that just were all web server hammery. Yeah. Um, they would do it for no reason. Yep. They would do it for a reason. But then 10 people would do it for no reason. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we don't want people to be able to really make a lot of, uh, to run a lot of scripts that have any impact on the database without being logged in so that we can identify them and punch them in their e-dick. <laughs> yep. I remember way back in the day when I ran a script to look at everybody's profile and give me a readout of what everyone in the game was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, granted, there were all of like there, thirty people in the game. Back no, then, I mean, right? the, like I, it was. A, I have a spreadsheet with like eighty thousand people, with eighty thousand <laughs> accounts in it. Yeah. See. Yeah, I'm one of those dicks. I what can I say? <laughs> yeah, and I can't hire all of them. Ivlark <laughs> uh, says, "Will there ever be an option to change your name? I imagine it must be difficult to change a player's name in the database. So perhaps a fee of a Mister A or two could cover that. I believe that a lot of people would gladly donate for this purpose, myself included. I don't think it would be useful for scamming people since ID numbers would remain fixed. Wow, I'd be able to change my name. <laughs> I feel like it." ID numbers would not help prevent scams because nobody notices or remembers what anybody's ID number is. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, 
no individual objection that I have to this is sufficient to reject consideration of it as a feature, but all of them in total are sort of more than the sum of their parts. And I just don't, I don't want to do that. The Gesundheit principle? Yeah. Yeah. The Dilbert strategy. <laughs> uh, the, the Kobayashi Maru. The, the KOL effect. Candidate. Have you, did, did you see that thing that somebody was talking about? The KOL effect? Uh-uh. Where we, we, we're in effect now? Yeah, where something that is, like, strange become You see something that is strange so often it becomes normal. Hmm. Right? So... I'm trying to remember what some of the examples were. This was this was on our KOL Facebook page, which if you would check our KOL Facebook page, you will have seen it. I do once in a while. It's just, generally speaking, all the stuff that's on there is stuff that I've seen elsewhere. But it's rendered in a different kind of way. It's true. Different, and there's all those player comments. <laughs> it's like part of the community. Um, but just like, you know, like like the number 11, for example, mm. is, was one that, that people were talking about where like they just cannot see the number 11 and not think... That's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is interesting, right? Like, like we've entered people's brains to the point where we have changed their fundamental perceptions of reality. Cool. I don't want to. I don't want you to be able to change your name. <clears throat> it would be weird because there's a bunch of places where it's uh, it's one of those things that I've talked about where the right way to do things, like they will teach you in computer science college just doesn't work in an actual production environment on non-theoretical hardware so uh you don't do things like normalized databases because normalized databases are for dweebs what is what does it mean to normalize the database well like i think if a i don't i i'm probably completely wrong about this but my impression is that a database that is normalized is one in which there is no duplication of information stored whoa like Really? At any point, yeah. You never you huh. never store anything that exists in a table by anything other than its identifier, Jeez. right? So it's uh, like... Huh. And that probably means something entirely different, but that's what I mean when I say normalized. Um, so, like, in chat messages, instead of storing your player ID... You know, we store your player ID in a chat message, but instead of storing your player ID, and then every time somebody looks at a line of chat, the, the server has to look your name up in the player table. It is easier on the database to just also store your name in that row and display. So that's why, like, if you send somebody a K-mail and then change your name capitalization, that K-mail will still show the capitalization mm-hmm. that your name had when that's what it was, when you sent it. And that is what would happen if you changed your name, is that some of some shit from way back in the past would have your old name and some shit would have your your new name depending on how big of a deal it is on the, for that thing to be joined database. with the player table yeah. right and and so it would just it would just be really 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 sloppy and would generate a tremendous number of bug reports that would totally not be worth fixing do we still use the the, the mirror of the player table and stuff too i don't anything? know cuz that would potentially also get messy I think we do because I think that gets broken when we change the player table. That's why the leaderboards always break I see. whenever we add a field to the player table. And also when we convert flags into NODB. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was halfway, at the t- halfway through the, yeah. the thing. 
Goon Bucket says, would you be willing to add a running turn count total to the current clan dungeon logs? It's already there for archive logs, and the individual actions of clan members are already counted for current logs, but it's a crap load of adding to see how on track you are in the middle of your current run. Yeah, I guess there's no reason not to do that. I'm not going to remember that I said this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had like eight glasses of whiskey. Did Did you see the the automatic holiday tweet the other day? No. It's the 4th of Boar. Yeah, it's supposed to be Defendant's, Defendant's Day. I know. Right? And you said last time that happened, you were like, that, we need to change that. And I was like, you, what are the odds you think that we'll actually remember to change it before the next time it happens? And you're like, we're gonna, I'll, I'll do it right now. And then it never happened. You know <clears> what I'm doing? Are you going to do it right now? I'm going to do it right now. Cool. I can, I can hear you typing. You can't. Is it loud? Is it terrible? It's it's sort of muted, actually. It's weird. It's like a low rumbling, like a thunder. <clears throat> Do you think perhaps you're actually Thor and you're typing with lightning? Probably. Mm-hmm. Just mm. typing directly into the circuits of the database. Circuitry. Circuitry. <laughs> Circuitry. <laughs> you guys are saying it wrong. Well, we're not copying you if that's yeah. what you if that's what you mean. Mm. All right, that's fixed. Cool. So next time. So we'll we'll see in three and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mad Surgeon says, being a member of the cranky camp that only plays on stat days, I really appreciated and enjoyed the discussion on possible moon revamps last week. I had a couple thoughts. One, I don't know if this has been mentioned, but softcore no-path runs are now so short that they are played exclusively on stat days, ignoring missed runs. So ignoring a third of the runs. <laughs> uh, and in hardcore no-path, the majority of turns are played on stat days, so making every day plus 25% wouldn't make much of a difference at the high end. What it would do, however, is make a gigantic difference for most of the people playing the game, in that it would just be like handing them a bunch of shit for free that they don't get for free now. Yeah. Right? Which, you know, maybe it's fun. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that the kind of person who is bitching about stat days, right? Mm-hmm. Or who's, you know, n- nobody's nobody's exactly bitching about it, right? They're just like sad about it. And they, they see a way in which it could be better. Like, it, honestly, nobody is being an asshole about this, sure. which is pretty cool, actually. Like, I think we've, I think we've like, Everybody's reached a kind of a peace in well the until way that we, we do something that pisses them off. Well, yeah, for now, been good about that lately, though. Yeah, been setting shit on fire. We are and commemorating the tenth anniversary of nine eleven with a LARP. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it's gonna sure suck. That... Retheming all of the games to be about crashing planes into buildings. Yeah, that's true. Gonna go through a fortune and model airplanes. Ah. Uh, so, making every day plus 25% to a stat is, like, a, a bullshit solution, right? Like, that. yes, that would work. You're right. That would work. Um, you know, but so would making every day plus 25% to every stat, right? So, do you think that the people who are unhappy about stat days mm-hmm. would rather have longer runs that they could more consistently attempt than the runs that they have now restricted (sighs) to certain calendar days. Because I don't think so. I think this is one of those things where, despite how enlightened anybody wants to claim that their viewpoint is, anything I do that makes your run take longer is going to piss you off even if it addresses the actual complaint that you have about a specific thing. But... Yeah. 
But I don't know. This I mean, is. I think this might be one of those situations where people know that they are dissatisfied, but they don't know what they really want. Right. So, I mean, if we just made every day plus 10%, you know, something like that. I, I think that whatever solution we come up with should probably just involve no stat days in Ronin or Hardcore. Hmm. But something that had an equivalent boon but one that was especially equivalent for casual people right especially equivalent hmm so I can imagine something that actually harms the high end by making the low end slightly better and being totally satisfied with that interesting in terms of in terms of turn counts at mm-hmm. least, right? Um, number two says, as for giving moons effects that aren't ascension relevant, what about adding an adventure cost to bathe in the moonlight or some such? If the cost is high enough compared to the effectiveness, this could cut down its necessity at the high end while not affecting casual players too horribly. Nobody's really bending over backwards to do their speed runs on generic summer holiday. I forget what even happens on generic summer holiday. You get those three items the pool toys yeah and then you get some kind of buff mm-hmm. what kind of buff is it is it just stat? pretty significant is it buffs to stat gains maybe but it's not worth spending a turn getting it uh three what if you simply compress the cycle so that it repeated every week if it were something like monday and tuesday were muscle thursday missed and saturday and sunday moxie wouldn't this be a bit closer to being able to play on almost any day by picking the appropriate class without going to the trouble of that complex sine wave thing you described Mm -hmm. i mean that's still essentially giving everybody its effect every day you would still have to if if you wanted to do a moxie speedrun, you'd still have to wait for those moxie speedrun days to align with a weekend, because you have a job during the week. Yeah, but they never would, because Saturday and Sunday is always moxie. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily true. But in this what in his suggestion, it is. Did he say a regular week or a yes. KOL week? Compress the cycle so it repeated every week. Monday and Tuesday are muscle. Yeah, Thir- but see that that's really just if you want to play a, uh, if you want to do a muscle sign then in that scheme, and you have a job, you're screwed. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like it's a good idea. I mean, it's already you're already screwed if you have a job, right? Sure. It will occasionally be on a weekend. And it will occasionally be on a weekend when you don't have anything to do, is the argument that they would make, the thing sure. that they're waiting for. Uh, Agburanar says, I was looking through my feelies pack last weekend while I was cleaning my computer room. It's been on the shelf right next to my internet computer for a couple of years. I forgot that the Nemesis quest had been foreshadowed that far in advance, but one of the other things got me wondering, was the set of notes about your father's quest for the Cross of Caramello just a bit of late foreshadowing for the MacGuffin quest? Or was there an intention to add another quest involving looking for stuff your dad sold for beer money? Uh, it wasn't specifically related to anything that was intended to be in the game. It was, um... As far as I remember, because it's been a long time since I wrote that, it was just intended to be... I mean, it's it's a reference to the Cross of Coronado that Indiana Jones is dealing with at the beginning of the Holy Grail movie. I, I think it was just... Uh, it was like... a page that could have been in your father's diary that we didn't mention in the game. Hmm. Something like that. I don't remember it very clearly. 
Demand writes, the trend in your visual revamps has been much thinner lines. Was this a conscious choice of how you'd rather the game look or just a natural evolution of your art style? It didn't seem very gradual. At some point about six months ago, I started always reducing the scans the same ratio. Hmm. Um, so I think because there's a slight difference in the ratio of... Uh, 100 by 100 graphics to 30 by 30 graphics that items are slightly thicker line weight than adventures but not really um yeah i don't know i mean it's i want it to be consistent is the thing right i want it to be consistent it bugs me that some stuff is really faint like looking at an inventory it bugs me when the line weights are all over the place right you know, not enough to go through and fix everything. I don't fucking know. Maybe that incon- maybe that inconsistency is what people like about it, and I'm just ruining it by trying to make myself satisfied with it. I'm never satisfied with anything anyway. That's true. Nothing is ever done. Yeah. Tyler Zalt says, I just like it when you say my name on the radio. I usually listen long after I've forgotten that I asked a question. It must look <laughs> odd to other people on the Boston buses when I suddenly smile for no apparent reason. Hey, hope you're having a good bus ride, buddy. I hope there aren't any... Unabombers on your bus. Alternatively, if there's a cute girl on your bus or subway that's reading or perhaps on a laptop, you should go talk to her. Yeah. Because that'll encourage rape culture. <laughs> Perpetuate. <laughs> perpetuates rape. You know, you making that joke perpetuates rape culture. I guess. Well, it does. Okay. In fact, It'll saying also the word help rape. the economy by strengthening the sale of mace. Sa- saying the word rape. Perpetuates rape culture. Well, it perpetuates saying the word rape culture. Oh. Uh, I really like the gist of the moon dust idea discussed on the last radio show. I'm nowhere near the level of player that Stewart is Ilkar, but I appreciate the ability to not feel frustrated if I can't play on a certain day. Time to commit to KOL has been sadly limited since starting law school. General co-signed to that idea, although I appreciate your desire to keep the moons the way they are. I think they're what they're part of what makes KOL a lot of fun. Finally, I love my obtuse angel. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of play yet, but the pun in the name made me giggle for a good minute when I saw it. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks, Tyler Salt. Um, let's see if there's anything else in this thread. Sleepy Worm says, you should watch Zardoz at least once in your life. Oh. Probably only once. Zardoz is quite a movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw the first 20, 25 minutes of it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, Blue Scream says, in DC Universe Online, the useless, expensive crap at least adds to style options from customization. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, Mad Surgeon uh, says uh, they liked uh, Eagles are turning people into horses. Nice. These guys have some uh, pretty damn funny videos and then links to one that's uh, his or her favorite. Ars Magica and more paranoia things. You're talking about The Secret of Evermore. Ah, and ah, you might be one yes. of the few people who ever liked that game. I'm the other one, says Nightwind292. Ah, that's so wow, great. Really? I liked that one. I liked yeah. it a lot. Because um, that, that one was like, Secret of Mana had come out and somebody wanted like sort of an American-themed version of Secret of Mana hmm. instead of like the anime-themed. I think that's what they they did, Secret of Evermore. I may have to... I may have to bust out my USB gamepad, fire up the emulator. You could also just play it on a PC. Do you not have a Do you not have a USB like uh, controller? That's what I just said. My USB gamepad. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a DS oh, style no, thing. No. Okay. 
gamepad. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That may or may gamepad to me useful think, piece thinks, of thinks more. Makes me think now of like an iPad for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Is it? Okay. They've co-opted the word pad. Yeah. I mean, you can't say joystick though, because that's yeah a different thing entirely. Yeah, totally. Controller, my USB yep. game controller. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Muffkin says, huh, I thought you were all kind of okay with the nun trick. I don't even know what the nun trick is. It is weird that a nun runs all the way to your clan's fax machine or wherever to steal the meat from you, but everything else about that makes sense since they probably don't think very hard about who's a warrior for which side, being pacifists and all. You can do the entire nun's thing in the wrong uniform and then switch uniforms right before you turn it in. Yeah. We should have just made two separate quests for every... Yes. We were not thinking about that as clearly as we could have necessarily. I mean, I feel like we had we decided on the idea before we really thought through what it actually meant, and then we were forced to make a lot of compromises when it came time to actually implement. Yep. Man, would have been. I mean, we'd have just double the number of flags. Yeah. Which would have been fine. It's just we we weren't thinking about it. We yeah. weren't thinking about it that like clearly. This is edit. Also, any opinion on the new knob goblin harem ducks? Yeah. I get it. It kind of looks like a duck. The Nob Goblin Harem Girl art. I read. I redid that one a couple times. The old one was just weird because she's the only Nob Goblin whose head is bigger than her body. Huh. It's weird. Is she that thin? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Maybe she's a different species of goblin. Mm. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Stu, I, I appreciate what you want to do with figuring out which things are super likelies and all that bullshit, but like that I think is one of the things that sort of needlessly makes people feel like they don't understand the game when they read that kind of discussion, right? And I think that what I would rather do is just make and just go through everything that is important to Ascension and just get rid of all the goofy shit that makes it matter to you what kind of an encounter it is, whether it's a regular non-combat or a super likely or whatever. I feel like that would be a deal. And I think that I'm doing a pretty good job of that so far. Um, because, you know, you don't need to know anything about the different ways in which adventures work to know, like, how the new Friars works, Right. Like, it uses all those things, but it just doesn't matter to you what they're called on our end. Right. Or the exact mechanism by which they work. And ideally, everything would work such that it does not matter to you what the mechanism is. You know? It's... You know, that said, I can imagine sitting down on a radio show and just going through the code and saying, all right, this is what happens. First, we check for this. Then we check for this. Then we check for this. Then we check for this. Because it's it's just one of those... The, the adventure selection code is one of those things where it's like, well, a bunch of shit has to happen in some order. All right? And this is the order that it happens in. And every... <sighs> The order that was chosen, the order in which those things occur, is just constantly creating these little ripples of unintended consequence that only matter in the context of, like, 
having a chance of shaving a single turn off of your run by trying to waste turns where you know you're not getting a fight or some, some bullshit. I don't even I don't even know. I don't even understand how people use the hipster. You know, we were like, hey, it'd be cool if this guy made like Feast of Bora style monsters attack you and they were different monsters that you could only get to that way and they had some cool drops. It's like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then it turns out that because of the particular spot in which I put that in the adventure selection algorithm, it requires you to know all of this other completely meta bullshit that just shouldn't matter. And I'd rather make the game such that it doesn't matter than be really explicit about what's what and make it so people think that they need to care about that because by and large they really don't by and large people don't need to know that I mean I guess the need to know is the question of like pure optimality versus just playing the game casually right I guess Mad Surgeon says I'm also totally cool with not having stat days at all anything that flattens out the calendar works for me calendars are already flat them under a bunch of weight. You know, they believed up until like the 1200s that all calendars were flat. Stonehenge. Isn't, isn't Stonehenge a calendar? Well, it's flat. It's a, it's a time piece. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it cl- like a wristwatch a calendar. Just because they tell but, time. I mean... Are they even sure that that's what Stonehenge was for? I don't know offhand. Yeah, I don't think they are. I don't think they know shit about Stonehenge. Shit about Stonehenge, yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. Have you seen those videos of the dude that figured out how to how a single person can move those blocks around and stand them up Mm-mm. on hand and stuff? He just he made like all these like little uh like half circle kind of like logs and discovered you can if you've got like a half log that's of the right Width according to the width of your block, you can just line them up and just roll the block down it. And he found like some other way that you can rotate these one ton blocks just by having like one little wedge and a lever and just push it in a hmm. circle. And another similar thing that he used to stand it up on one end. And he like is in the process of building an entire full scale Stonehenge with one ton concrete blocks just by himself. Huh. That's cool. Some pretty impressive shit. Uh, you should send a, you should post a link to that somewhere. Let's Let's see if I can find it again. It's been a while. All right. So I got through all of those uh, forum thread questions. Look look at that. Doing the show live. We get that give and take. That's true. Give and take. Secret of Evermore. Where I tell tell Stupak I'm not going to answer his question. Then he says, I'm sad. And then I say, well, this is why. Take it like a man. (laughs) You're going to keep being sad. (laughs) I totally fell for when you guys told me that Dungeon Fist still needed some testing. Uh, when all Dungeon Fist was was a <laughs> no. joke that C.D. Moyer had made about getting a fist rammed up your ass. And if you pushed a button that said, take it like a man, it generated a chat line in the arcade channel that said, you know, this player took it like a man. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, so where are we at on this uh, game grid stuff? Well, Dungeon Fist still needs some more testing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 
And I took that to mean that it was fucking done because why would somebody lie to me about something like that? Uh, it's, not, it's not a lie. I know, it's not a lie. It's a story. It's a joke. I know, it's like sending me out for headlight fluid, <laughs> only I'm the boss! Well, they probably assumed you were familiar with what Dungeon Fist was doing at the time. Yeah, but I hadn't seen it. I was... I was globetrotting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing this as a backdrop to your right. future <laughs> While radio While I have the Katamari stuff. theme. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a radio show meme that hasn't been mentioned in a long time. Yeah, it hasn't been. I'm liking this thing where we're all sitting around a table. This is working. Gazing into yeah. each other's eyes. You're a lot more engaged, Riff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also Wait, did you just sleep. propose to Riff? Somebody's finally going <laughs> to make an honest wizard out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Are wizards allowed to marry? <laughs> I don't know. They're not like Jedi. Uh, Bat says, any chance wangs could turn multiple question marks or exclamation points, a sure sign of a diseased mind, into just a single one? I'd love that feature right about now. You know what I love is two exclamation points. It makes me so uneasy. It's like the equivalent of ending on a, ending on like a, like a seventh. Something that always bugged Scully when a song would end on a, on like a, on a minor seventh. Huh. Um, and they do that sometimes in like a rock and roll song, you know. He always hated it. He always hated that there was no resolution there. One exclamation point or three exclamation points, that's a way to end a sentence. But two? Uh, two is just a mess. Huh. <clears throat> Man, three. I can't, I can't stomach three. I can deal with two just because like, okay, this person thought that that was more emphasis was called for than a single one provided but three that's just you're just stupid you're crazy (laughs) no 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 amount of no amount of uh, emphasis you know i revoke my proposal requires three i don't think i can spend the rest of my life with you Uh, noob says hey guys this is my first time through some of the new content and it is awesome the typical tavern is sweet and my first time down the bat hole I actually got chills down my spine well done sirs yeah gosh Uh, also there was a guy named Zombo in the Super Bowl I'm gonna send him an email and try and get him to play KOL that would be tit are people (laughs) just one are are people saying that would be tit instead of tits now the tits right does anybody say tits anymore ah that's that shit is tits Wow! Does I anybody? Never, I, I, I mean, never got used to that one. Huh. Yeah. Wow, those tits are covered in shit. <laughs> so work I'm never going to get used to that one. <laughs> uh, Plastic Maniac says, "Nice job on the new account settings page. Must much easier to find stuff." Uh, Istari says, "I want to make sweet hot love to you." In the meantime, any chance we can get the new Pandemonium quest to not take so long, or was that an intentional nerf? I want to put in something that just gives you a passel of bus passes and steel lasagnas and yeah no a bale of Keanu <laughs> a bustle uh, of hedgerows bus basses <laughs> yes wow gross that's disgusting uh, it's like a tiny fish swimming around in your wound yeah or inside a boil oh man do you want to do you want to talk to the radio people about your horrible interior no. disfigurement <laughs> god that's fucking gross ugh <laughs> I realized we were talking about it the other day, what we found out, and uh, the but most of the people at the table didn't get to hear the story because we decided not to talk about it until everybody was done eating. 
Just so, just so you know, we're all discussing the details of your health care. Thanks. Only insofar as they are disgusting and therefore interesting. <laughs> well, now everyone's all curious. To, to suffice to say that my my I have I have an extremely I I have I have a a wisdom tooth in a location where a tooth should not exist, <laughs> and and getting it out of there is going to be a little bit of work. But it's in your rectum. <laughs> that would be that would be more unusual. But I think getting something out of your rectum is is not really a lot of work. Well, right? it depends on like yeah, you just getting, if it's it in out. if it's in the hole, but it could be like inside the walls of the rectum. It would just help me. It's just, it's, oh, so in the it's like the, the your your very very last opportunity to chew that food. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, I do see you ten- sitting there tensing your your butthole all day long. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. My kegels, kegels. Uh, your butt keggers. kegels. You're, you're going to some keggers. Yeah, keggers. butt keggers. Yeah. Kegel through the best keggers. <laughs> it was, it, there was never any foam. The 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 keg tapping implements were always nice and nice and tight. <laughs> Same as the day they were born. Uh, you know, do you think that do you think that the most flattering thing you can say to somebody who's done a bunch of kegel exercises is, "Wow, that's as tight as the day you were born." <laughs> or do you that think they would be the really creepiest? It would really be creeped say. out by that. <laughs> uh, Gordito says, "So many great changes to the game in the last six months or so. Any chance of a spooky temple revamp or hidden city? We'll get there eventually." Yep. We will get there eventually. Casey Wiederman uh, linked a video to the compressor neti pot. Somebody else had posted that somewhere, but it's... Did you watch that video? Yeah, I have seen that one. It is awesome. (laughs) You guys should search for it on YouTube. Compressor neti pot. N-E-T-T-I-P-O-T. I I think it's just one one T. He wrote N-E-T-T-I. Oh, okay. It is a great, great video. (laughs) Uh, So good. I like that guy. Yeah. We should hang out with that guy. We should give him a high five. He keeps turning up, too. It's like every now and then there will be some weird new internet thing I see, and and somebody say, oh, that's the guy that does toothpaste for dinner, and I'd be like, what, again? (laughs) He He keeps getting famous in a whole bunch of different directions. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's probably time for us to stop being on the show. Two whole hours without a break again. The party's over. The party is over. Let's hope this was recording the whole time. <laughs> it was, buddy. It was. Uh, All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Have a good weekend, everybody. Cry, do I deserve her with
didn't take no jam on your bread Just a supper of salt and a waltz through your empty bed And all at once it came to me And I rode in hunch till 4.30 But that vast old light It burns out with the night In spite of all the time that we spend on it On one bedraggled ghost of a sonnet Well, outside the wild boar's root Without bending and bow underfoot Oh, it breaks my heart I don't know how they do it So don't ask me And as for my inflammatory But at least they didn't run to their 